Hey, listen, welcome to the Hey Listen Gamescast. This is episode 78. That's right. We're only two episodes away from being uh, 80, guys. It feels feels real good here at the <laughs> Hey Listen uh, Gamescast 80th annual birthday party. Well, we're not 80 years old, but, you know, feel like it. Exactly. I, uh, is there any big mile marks when you turn 80? Like, are you ineligible to run for president anymore or something like that? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Okay. I, I think when you turn 80, you just get to do whatever you want and no one cares anymore. Oh, so. that is yeah. my life goal. <laughs> so we can just sit around and play video games all day and uh, forget about all of our other obligations. It'll be great. Um, and not wear but, pants. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my name is Jeffrey Morse. Uh, with me today, of course, is the Nathan Wagner. Hey, how's it going? And uh, Rob Douglas joining us as well. Yep, right here. So, uh, this game talk. Oh yeah, we're excited uh, for today's show. We're going to be looking ahead into what 2018 has to offer. Um, all the glorious and uh, plethora of different games that the year um, has extended on to us. And then uh, Nathan's going to be bringing us a, a Nindies, a Nintendo Switch review. Uh, we have one of those for you today. And uh, yeah, but let's start things off uh, with news. Um, we were right uh, last week. We did say that a Nintendo Direct was probably going to be happening last week after when we recorded on Tuesday. Two days yep. later, Nintendo dropped a Nintendo Direct Mini at like 6 a.m. Pacific time out of nowhere. Like With no official announcement. Yeah, no yeah, like no announcement, announcement date, like no tweet ahead of time just dropped out nowhere after other than like them all trolling us with their uh social media yeah the next day the three of us were all messaging back and forth in our thread and like nathan posted like nintendo just tweeted chibi robo on fire for no reason and then like i checked twitter later on and then they had like a picture of a mitomo hot dog man i'm just like what does this mean is is the theme like hot they're gonna dance like games that are on fire or something but yeah. After after much speculation, I can confirm that Nintendo was just all pointing towards the Dark Souls release because in that game you save at campfires, and Chibi Robo. If you look at the picture, he was doing like the praise the sun pose <laughs> oh, with yeah. his arms. He kind of was, I guess. And oh, the yeah. hot dog you roast around campfires. So obviously they were teasing Dark Souls. <laughs> obviously, I like, I like it. I think uh, this is a this is a, a confirmed theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but. Yeah, so we're going to just kind of share uh, our favorite announcements uh, for the Direct. So, uh, Nathan, what was your favorite kind of announcement for the um, Direct? I think my favorite one um, was probably the Mario Tennis Aces announcement because yeah. this was one of the only games that actually was announced as a brand new game. Like, they talked a lot about of some different remasters that they're doing. They're porting some st- stuff over from the Wii U as well. Um, mm-hmm. But this is a brand new game. It has... Um, it has a lot of character, like the one that they did on Wii U. It looked very, very bland, yeah. like kind of just totally. by the book. Um, but this game, like you see Waluigi's hair, which is <laughs> hilarious and kind it, of disturbing. It, it's my mm-hmm. new Discord avatar is Waluigi stylish hipster hair. Yeah. <laughs> like I love it. Um, yeah. So all the Mario characters are wearing like Mario tennis outfits and stuff like that. But yeah. the exciting thing to me is this game also has like a single player mode where you're going to be going through and doing different challenges and even facing bosses and stuff like yeah. that. Which I think it was, it was on the Game the, Boy Advance. One. Yeah, the Advance mm-hmm. had a single player mode as and well. And that had a full on like RPG, like extra mode, similar to almost like Golf Story, where you did different missions and trainings and you played as your own like uh, like avatar that you made mm-hmm. in the Mario Tennis universe and you would level up your character, buy new outfits and weapons. So I hope it's pretty deep because that original one was pretty deep. And mm-hmm. um, it looks like you're playing as Mario in this new one, but. Um, yeah. Hopefully there'll be some depth to the different choices and things you do. But I mean, it showed like there was like a boss battle against PD Piranha. There was one where you were on this like jungle grass court trying to hit balls into different like targets and stuff. So um, anything to keep kind of the variety in there. And as long as the core tennis gameplay is still solid. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And they, yeah. the biggest thing I noticed is they had like tons of different looking courts. Like they had a court that looked like it was in the forest. And I think there was a desert one as well. Yeah. And I remember the wii u one i didn't ever actually play the wii u one but just looking at trailers and stuff like that it all just looked like very normal tennis courts tennis. very generic style so and this looks promising I'm, I'm a big mario tennis fan ever since the original like i have the original virtual boy one i have <clears throat> the n64 one which is still my favorite and then power tennis was which was one. pretty good as well um and none of them had single player like like you said the only one that had single player was the game boy so to get a real console single player mario tennis game and I think the outfits is a big 
seller for me too because when you see it it gives it its own identity like yeah i think of mario strikers like all the mario characters were in like battle armor and like they look totally different they have the cleats and everything and like mm-hmm. this is totally the same it's like they're all the characters wearing visors where you can see their hair on top and like little tennis outfits and shorts and um hopefully there'll be some customization think, too do you think the uh outfits will be uh dlc or like i'm not dlc um, i don't think they're gonna boxes. add dlc loot or microtransactions boxes. to this game i would game. be shocked if there were loot boxes because boxes it's in this game nintendo and they've stayed away from all that but i could be wrong but i'd, I'd be I, very I surprised like if there were loot boxes of all the games is, i don't think Mario this is this is a way to go for yeah but, nintendo they're gonna pull out the loot box uh, yeah no it's, it's a good one. surprise it's it's coming out uh, in the spring so in a you know a few months from now um mm-hmm. hopefully it has online play and the um, a couple other things to kind of round out the yeah, package. Yeah, for, sure. for sure. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite announcements as well. Cool. Um, Rob, what about you? Yeah, so um, I would say that's actually one of my favorite ones as well. Uh, just because, you know, they didn't really announce like a, a Super Smash Bros. or a uh, a party, a Mario Party, or a, a Mario Kart. And yeah. so this is kind of that scratches that itch. Yes, like it's multiplayer. Kind of it feels multiplayer, that casual yeah, yeah. Mario uh not a platformer not a not a full-fledged like single player mario game or something like that it it kind of fills into that gap of you know hey here we can play tennis and against our buddies so i that was one of my favorites to play other than mario kart yeah (laughs) for sure for sure cool uh do you guys have anything else you wanted to shout out quick before we well donkey on a tropical freeze is coming to the switch which true makes me so excited because that was probably I'm not going to say my favorite game in the Wii U, but definitely one of my top games on the Wii U. Um, n- tons, tons of people missed it. Like, this game did not get very much love. I think a lot of people just kind of turned away by how difficult the game yeah. was proposed to be. Like, I know, Nathan, we talked about that a lot. Um, I mean, and coming from a person uh, myself, like, playing every single Donkey Kong Country game before and, like being able to, you know, get most of the collectibles and beat most of those games. I kind of liked the challenge that, it, you know, kind of went for a harder um, game, but just the levels in that game are so long and beautiful, and there's just so many great things about the game. The music is one of my favorite soundtracks of a game, like, ever. And so the fact that this game is getting ported to Switch is awesome. It's getting Funky Kong, who's one of my favorite Kongs <laughs> ever since he was introduced in Donkey Kong Country 2. Um, but... I feel really conflicted because he is essentially baby mode to this game. And he's Dude, making this game way Funky too easy. Funky Kong is the reason why I might be interested in this game. <laughs> because the original game, like, I played it co-op a little bit with you. And two things. The game is absolutely gorgeous. Like, it's so, so beautiful. And I'm yeah. sure it'll even look better. I heard it's 1080, full 1080p on the Switch. Donkey wow. Kong's fur is so yeah. glorious. Um, Shimmers like You'll the see each individual hair. Exactly. Yes. Um, no, but... Like the the reason I didn't really like it is because single player, it was just so hard. And I, I'm not very good at platformers. And also the other thing is this game has really long levels. Yes. And so if you died and messed up, like you would have to go back a pretty long ways. Um, mm-hmm. So it got frustrating pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they are putting Funky Kong in there and is essentially a baby mode, I'm totally like, I will totally play that game now because yeah. well, um, it's well, a lot easier. Rob, let, let me break yeah. it down for you here. So Funky Kong gets five hearts um base game you had two hearts per character yeah and from from the trailer it looks like the other kongs now have three hearts instead of two so making the entire game easier even if you don't choose funky so if you pick funky kong and another kong you have eight hearts before you die and have to go back to a checkpoint now and funky kong's movement is he gets a double jump he gets an unlimited hover he gets unlimited roll Unlimited uh, spin moves underwater and can walk on his surfboard on any spikes. So, like, you can't take damage from, like, landing on spikes. Like, so, basically, he is, like, the um, the cheat version of games. Yes. Yeah, like, in a every, way. I mean, like, every 90s Nintendo 64 game where you put in, like, the coup. Yeah, this is your game shark. And stuff, <laughs> your game shark. Like, you were just gaining it in the game right now. Yeah, so, start. I mean, I'm really glad they added Funky and I'm glad they're giving him some new moves to make him unique, but they literally just gave him like six different <laughs> abilities and five hearts to make it. Hey, you know, you have a little brother or sister who wants to play and doesn't know how to play. Give him the funky con character. It's like Nabbit and then <laughs> Luigi, you can't take any damage from enemies or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but like I said, you know, I'm glad this is probably gonna get more people into the game. It's hopefully sells a lot more copies than it did the first time around on the switch. And 
Um, I will get this game eventually because it's one of my favorite games ever. But yeah. like, it is launching at sixty dollars, and I put a good sixty hours. Like, I beat that game multiple times on the Wii U, so yeah. I'm probably not going to buy it right now. But eventually, you know, that's a game I'm going to add to my Switch sure. collection. So cool. So, how do you guys feel we did on our uh, predictions and wants last week? Uh, pretty normal. We did okay. Completely off track. Had <laughs> <laughs> a few here or there. Well, I mean, I. I uh, was hoping for a Donkey Kong like remastered collection. Mm-hmm. We got one game. We got Tropical Freeze. Sadly, I I wish at least the Donkey Kong Country Returns or some of the older ones were ported in there as well in the collection, yeah. making a nice little rounded package. But um, not getting that, just getting the one. So I feel like I was half right that way. And I know Rob, you said you wished there would be or thought there'd be a new Smash or Mario Party or Mario Kart, and there was Mario tennis, tennis, which is kind of in that same so, vein so so point for rob yeah point for Jeff. i said I think, kirby would be released in the first half of the year which was like probably the easiest prediction yeah. to make. <laughs> so i don't know if it counts as a prediction yeah well that's that's literally two months away that's yeah, it's march, out march 15th i think yeah, so, so, so that's exciting we basically all three of us got at least one point and we're completely off on all of our other predictions yeah. so we'll yeah. take we'll take take the uh take the w there I mean, well, you we, guys yeah were you guys like, I know the internet, like, they kind of hyped this up because Nintendo was trolling so much beforehand. A lot of people ended up being yeah. disappointed after it because it was mm-hmm. a mini direct. It was only about 15 minutes long. And I think people were expecting a situation where Nintendo was going to outline their entire plans for the year and yeah. maybe announce some new big new games and stuff like that. Were you disappointed by this because they basically just talked about games that are coming out in the first six months of the year? I don't no. think so. I don't think so. I mean, we... I knew it wasn't going to be as big as last January's direct because yeah. they literally had to announce like everything about the Switch and everything to look forward for the year because it's launch year. Um, and once I heard it was a mini direct, like it's only 15 minutes, it also tempered my expectations. I'm like, oh, okay, this is mini. They're just going to talk about a few things. There'll be maybe a few cool announcements, some ports, and you know that's what we got, yeah. a couple cool announcements and mostly just a couple ports. Like. <laughs> And I feel like it's easier if you do a mini and you only talk about, you know, kind of like you said, the first five or six months of the year, you're setting yourself up for a lot better uh, kind of goals and, you know, succeeding at your goals for the year. So Nintendo's not like, oh, yeah, we're releasing these 14 games this year. And then, at you know, December, they're like, oh, we still have three games we have to release and they're not ready to go. Yeah. You know, so I, I feel like realistically it sets the expectation a little bit lower and, and, and makes it a little e- more attainable as far as Nintendo, especially after last year with the Switch, no, like just, you said, Jeff. It's just smart marketing. <clears throat> I mean, as much as we wanted an Animal Crossing, a Smash, like some big announcement, like if they would have dropped one of those in at the end of the Direct, like we wouldn't be talking about Dark Souls on the Switch. <laughs> we wouldn't yep. be talking about Mario Tennis. Like we wouldn't care about any of those other things. But like you know, give it a couple of weeks or let's say a couple of months and then they drop one of those things. Like yeah. we'll have talked and be excited about these games and we'll be excited about those ones. So I think it's yeah, I feel smart like, yeah, they didn't drop any of those huge is... bombs yet. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure Nintendo fans out there who are maybe a little bit upset, Nintendo will probably do three or four more directs throughout the year. There's obviously yeah. E3 still and I would be surprised if we didn't get another direct before E3, like maybe sometime yeah. in April or Yeah, we'll get at like least that. one more before E3 yeah. and oh, yeah, expect sure. some big announcements uh regarding fall games then. Cool. Um but yeah. Do you want to So, um last week we didn't get a chance to talk about this and Jeff, I know you love Spider-Man, so I'm going to let you oh, yes, talk I about do. this. Um, so the Spider-Man PS4 game, uh, slated to come out this year still, hopefully, um, the development team at Insomniac Games has been kind of very publicly kind of tweeting about their experience with kind of testing the game. And basically the devs are able to play through the whole game. So like they're able to play through the game. Obviously it's not finished. Like the game's not coming out next month or anything, but they're able to basically play test through the entire game right now. And they are basically tweeting out that it's taking them multiple days to play through this entire single player, like somewhat linear experience. So like the fact that it's taking, you know, this head creative director of Spider-Man, he said, Oh, starting my third playthrough, like my last playthrough took a couple days. And the fact that this game, let's say, you know, each day he puts in six hours, we're getting two or three days out of it. This is potentially an 18-hour single-player game featuring Spider-Man, which is extremely exciting to me because this is, is you know awesome. not going to be a short. Like every other Spider-Man game that's come out in the last you know 
decade has been pretty much like a five to six hour campaign that has not looked or played very well. <laughs> and everything we've seen <laughs> gameplay wise, this game looks incredible with like the uncharted like uh, flow of gameplay going in and out of cutscenes with quick times and some free roaming exploration too. So yeah, and that means I'm excited that this game is probably for sure releasing this year then because yeah, the exactly. game is. Able if to they're played through all the way through, if they're this open yeah. about the development yeah. and being able to play through the game and tweeting about it, I think it definitely shows their confidence in getting it out this year. Well, and what I think is really cool about this is often when games are being released, the uh, Q and A testers are the ones who get to play through it, not the development team. They only mm-hmm. get to see what you know little portion of the game they're working on, and the fact that the Spider-Man development team is actually all going through and playing this game. And probably not all of them because, you know, it's probably a huge team and it's hard to get every single one of them to play through it. But the fact that, you know, some of the main ones are playing through it says a lot to the game, saying that these people are, one, really passionate about this game, really excited about what it's going to be doing and how it's going to be playing. And two, it's, you know, that good and that they're wanting to play. Yeah, I mean, that's they're not just shoveling this game out as quickly as they can, right? Like if the, yep. the game is able to be played all the way through and all these guys are taking time to play through it multiple times, you can tell they really care about getting some good feedback and able to make those, you know, tweaks um, in the game to make it even better. And, you know, this, what makes me excited about this game really is just that this entire game is made as, like you said, it's like a passion project. I saw, I think it was a developer interview with lots of the team from PlayStation Experience and, they were just all talking about, you know, I grew up, like, I have all these pictures of me in Spider-Man PJs, reading Spider-Man yeah. comics, like, I watched the Spider-Man cartoons, like, half of our team is subscribed, was already subscribed to, like, the Spider-Man comic book that runs right mm-hmm. now, and we brought in all the different writers, like, the current writer, Dan Slott, who works on all the, the current runs of Spider-Man, so, like, this is a game that is literally made by Spider-Man fans, and they know what Spider-Man fans want, and putting that in there. Um, for the fans and on top of it just being great game developers they're gonna make a solid game on top of that so yeah um, definitely yeah so this just continues to be my most anticipated game of the year like obviously you know nintendo could announce some new game that comes out in the fall that i'm all i'd also be excited for but uh far and away this is the game i'm definitely most hyped uh to play this year is spider-man ps4 and uh, just the fact that it's one of the games that sony's been pushing as like the pinnacle of like ps4 power and graphics with the ps4 pro too like now that i have a 4k tv with the pro i'm like oh i can't wait to see this game in in action too so definitely very very excited for that Um, it'll be good yeah i'm really excited about it also i i'm normally not a huge like spider-man game fan um because you know most of them haven't been the best spider-man 2 is probably the best one yeah but you know other than that, there haven't been really great ones. And the fact that, you know, I've watched so many trailers and I'm like, actually, this is kind of cool. This is really exciting. This this makes me feel like watching Batman Arkham Asylum again. You know, that, <laughs> yeah, that, like, I mean, I'm actually excited about a superhero video yeah, game. Yeah, those Batman Arkham games totally hit mainstream. <laughs> Even if you weren't a huge Batman fan, like, you played those games, you're going to have an amazing time. Like, they were just so well integrated into, like, the lore and the characters of Batman. Yeah. And it was so, those games were so well made that, uh, you know, it feels like this Spider-Man is kind of, this game's doing that for Spider-Man. So, um, our next news piece here um, has to do with Cyberpunk 2077, which is you know that little game that CD Projekt Red uh, has been working on for many many years. And uh, <laughs> Rob, do you want to just just mention mention this? So basically, their Twitter account's been quiet for about four years. We got the announcement or like a, p- a picture, like you know, GIF type picture back four years ago saying that they're working on this game and their twitter account's been quiet and they finally just put one word one word star beep star (laughs) on their twitter account and that was it and people were freaking out like this is the the beginning of the end the development's coming to a conclusion like and you know (laughs) as if the game's just gonna drop tomorrow on psn (laughs) or something that means they've entered full production on the game and it'll be out in five years (laughs) yep yep project dread is one of these type of companies they are not a deadline type game they're not ea by any you know ea is the type of company that's like this game has to come back come out this day and if it's not ready this day you're you got to release it anyways uh project red is one of those type of game companies that's like we will release the game when we are ready to release the game and not a moment before so this is one of those games you're like okay this could be anywhere between now and 2027 yeah exactly (laughs) and you know and so the fact that they kind of 
put that little teaser out it has gotten a lot of people's hopes up, but I'm still holding well, my breath. I mean, I feel like they got to come out. I mean, they got to capitalize on Blade Runner being relevant again. It looks very similar to that kind of vibe. Of it has that, that yeah, cyberpunk. Has that world, similar but, stance. Um, we might see bet, like a reannouncement of this game, like at E3 or sometime this year. Yeah, I think, I think that's, yeah, that's the feeling. most people can hope for. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling like this is going to come out probably in the next two or three years. Yeah, probably, I would say 2019 yeah, is a yeah. good bet, or 2020 if yeah. it gets delayed. But, yeah. Yep, so let us know if you're excited for Cyberpunk 2077 and if you think anything will come from their beep. <laughs> Sounds good. <clears throat> um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Halison underscore games. We love uh, chatting with you guys there. Uh, we ran a poll earlier uh, today, uh, just kind of wishing everyone a happy you know, long weekend. We had a MLK weekend here in, uh, in the States. And um, I kind of asked what games did everyone kind of play, uh, what platforms were you guys playing on. And it looks like most of our fans were playing games on the Switch. Uh, everyone else playing PS4 and uh, PC. I, I don't think, at least when I checked earlier today, no one had clicked Xbox One. Like, is anyone still playing their Xbox One? And if you are, like, what games are you playing? Are you looking forward to Sea of Thieves or Crackdown? Like, what do you... What are you guys holding on to? Because we we try to kind of cover you know Xbox yeah. news as much as we can, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of our followers don't. Well, to be fair, it, so none of us uh, three on the show own an Xbox One, and we don't cover it as much as we cover Nintendo or Sony, just because we're not as interested. And we think there's lots of other places you can go where you can probably get a more in depth coverage. Yeah. Um, so there's probably not a ton yeah. of Xbox people following us, but still. It's a little surprising. Well, it, yeah. well, and even even though we don't cover Xbox as much, we do talk about Xbox games. But most of the there hasn't been really a the best exclusive Xbox One game last year was Halo Wars Two. Are you Which... kidding me? <laughs> I thought it was Forza her her uh, Forza Seven. Nope. Halo Wars Two was the leading Xbox One like console exclusive game, basically. Well. Which is ridiculous. Oh, like no, they had Cuphead. Cup, yeah, we, we, we talked about Cuphead. Yeah. Oh, but Cuphead came out on Switch. No, it didn't. And, it came out on or Steam. not on Switch it's yet. Steam. It came out on Steam. It also is on... Uh, isn't it on PlayStation? No, it's exclusive I thought it was on Microsoft. PlayStation. Microsoft gave them money. That game's never coming out oh, on okay. PlayStation. But anyways, so. moving on. Yeah. Segment anyways. two. Uh, we're going to hand, hand things off to Nathan here. And uh, yeah, go ahead. So, um, right before Christmas, actually, a little game came out on the Nintendo Switch called Max the Curse of the Brotherhood. Um, and so, the developer is actually Stage Clear Studios. And the interesting thing about this game is it was actually made, a, I think, four years ago. I think it came out in 2013. Yeah. And it originally was like a came out on the Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Um, mm-hmm. And it was I think it was exclusive there for a while, and it's been on Steam. Um, but the publisher wanted to port it to Switch, so they ported it to Switch... Um, and it came out right before Christmas, which probably wasn't the best time for it to come out in. But, I mean, that was a busy time for the eShop. Yeah, it was a busy time for the eShop and a lot of stuff going on and people being gone. But nevertheless, I've been playing this game. It is a lot of fun. Uh, this game is a puzzle platformer. So similar to games um, like Limbo or Inside, where basically the story is your max and you accidentally curse your little brother to get stolen <laughs> by this really evil old guy who lives in another dimension named the evil old guy his his name is mustachios because he has a giant (laughs) mustache um that is awesome yeah and is he a pistachio with a mustache i don't think so (laughs) but uh he looks really creepy but you run into i don't know if it's like his ex-wife or something like that but this old lady who gives you a magic marker and you Mm -hmm. use this marker to basically solve puzzles um to help you progress further in the world and to try and save your brother from the evil mustachius who is <laughs> your brother has been captured by um I mean, if we're going off of hype based off of villains i'm in uh, <laughs> no the story is actually pretty interesting like the game has like full-on cutscenes and full voice acting and everything oh, like nice. that oh wow um, you don't see that lot in these no like smaller indie especially games. smaller indie games you don't see like full like cg cutscenes, which is what they are um wow. and there's not like a ton of them or anything like that but um, the game is pretty humorous. It adds a little bit of uh, depth to the story and stuff like that. So that's been cool. Um, but like I said, it's a puzzle platformer. So, um, And the main mechanic is basically, like I said, you get this magic marker. And you use that marker to interact with different environments in the world. So pretty much any environment that you can interact with, it'll be glowing. 
and then you're like, oh, I can use my magic marker. And you, um, on the Switch, if you're playing handheld mode, you can draw with your finger and use the touchscreen, which oh, is that's nice. Because, cool. um, yeah, it's never really been on a handheld before. Yeah, it's right? never been so on a handheld, a so that's a new feature, which is neat. Um, if you're playing um, in docked mode, basically, you just hold down the right trigger, and then you cr- can grab um, wherever you And then you draw, like, sometimes you can raise a platform up so you can jump on it, um, or you can draw, like branches or vines that you can like draw so that uh, max can grab onto them and stuff like that um nice it's pretty interesting there's five chapters i'm not quite done with it yet i'm on chapter four but i'm pretty far into it um it's i think i've put about six or seven hours into it so it's not super long but it's probably like an eight nine hour game or something like that depending on how fast you are with figuring out the puzzles uh it's relatively easy like I haven't really been stuck at any point where I've sat there and tried to figure out, for the most part, except for, like, a couple times where I sat there for, like, a minute or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's not really challenging platforming. It's more just you get to a point where you have to figure out how to manipulate objects. With yeah, how to manipulate objects get to and the what you need side. to do to get to the other side or to there's enemies that you have to either, like, run away from or kind of trap and stuff like that so they can't attack Oh, okay, you. yeah. Gotcha. So it's very, very puzzly. Not like necessarily like a Mario where you're. No, it's to... it's not challenging platforming or anything like that. Like as long as you can press a button, gotcha. and you have eyes, you're gonna be totally fine. Okay. Okay. Um, but it is really interesting. Um, I love the the art style is really cool because it's very bright and colorful. Like, um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed games like Limbo, but it was very dark and um, black and white, black and white with giant spiders that would chase you and stuff like that. Like, it was a little bit too dark for my taste. Um. This is kind of the opposite of that. It's very bright. You explore different, col- excuse me, different like colored worlds. Disney, like Disney Channel cartoon almost. Yeah, right. that totally reminds me of something like that. Um, like the first world you start off in is kind of like a desert world. Then you explore a forest. Then you get to go down kind of underground and explore like this mine and cave and stuff like that. Yeah. And the art, uh, the art style is like, it's not 2D or anything. It's 3D. No, it's three like, fully 3D. Um, obviously, it's a 2D style game, but all the backgrounds and your characters and um, all the enemies are all fully rendered in 3D. Yeah. So it's kind of similar to like uh, the train games, kind of in a way, with the beautiful 3D totally, backgrounds. Yeah. Totally. But you know, you're moving left and right. Basically. Yeah, you're moving left and right, um, and up and down. Mm. Um. So, anyways, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think the advantage it has on Switch is there aren't really any other puzzle platformers on there. Um, at least not that I've run across. So it's kind of one of the only of its kind. So I would recommend it for anyone who enjoys games like Limbo's or any kind of puzzle pl- platformers and owns a Switch. It's $15 on the eShop. Uh, probably my overall impressions are that it is an easy but fun puzzle platformer that relies a little bit too much on one mechanic, the drawing mechanic. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Each chapter kind of introduces a new way to interact with that, but still almost every single puzzle uses the drawing mechanic instead of kind of introducing other things. And so it makes it just I mean, a little bit too easy to solve is the it, puzzles. Is it fun to use it, or is it kind of just like, oh, find the thing and yeah. draw? It, it is fun to use it because it, it mixes it up in different ways. Like, you'll get to a place and be like, oh, I have to – first I have to pick up this ledge so that I can um, get up there so I can get to this box. And I grab this box, and I push it down, and then I have to push it to this other side. And now I can stand on that to get to this other ledge um, to press this button that I need to – that will drop a box on top of a monster that I need to – get past mm. um so it has more complicated things but it is still like i think it relies a little bit too heavily on that soul mechanic well, i mean if that's your biggest complaint that's not too bad because like portal or some of those puzzle platformers use basically one mechanic that they kind of adjust throughout the game and add a little bit mm-hmm. elements here though those are pretty common puzzle platformer type mo yeah but... for sure for sure so no, that's a I... pretty minor complaint yeah yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's fifteen dollars, <throat> and the good thing is, if you want to check it out for yourself, there's actually a demo on the eShop, oh, so nice. you can go and that. download the demo and check it out and see if it's something that you think you're into. So you definitely recommend the demo there. at least. Yeah, totally. The demo's hundred percent free. I don't know how far it goes. I think it gives you like part of the first chapter or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, go check it out. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. So that is our review of Max Curse of the Brother. Thanks for reviewing that for us. Yeah. And- yeah. Uh, we have a couple other Switch reviews that are kind of on the docket that we'll probably be bringing in the next week or two as well. So you guys can uh, look forward to to those one as well. For sure. Those Switch games keep coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's hard to keep track of them all for sure. So we're we're trying to definitely give you our, our recommendations and thoughts on mm. different games. We we love spotlighting different indie games. And yeah, stuff, for sure. So, for sure. I mean, um, 
Speaking of Spotlight Indie Games, Raz Vaither has a new character announcement on Friday. Ooh, so that's exciting. I think there's a, the tournament going on, like Frostbite, I think, or something is what it's mm-hmm. called. And so they're yeah. doing a new character on Friday. So we'll, we'll probably Check tweet that, that out, out when, it, when it happens. But uh, yeah, exciting. That game's coming in the Switch uh, at some point, hopefully this year. So mm-hmm. I know Dan's looking, working with a couple different teams and uh, working to get that game ported over. So. I think, I think it'll do really well on the Switch when that comes oh, over. Man. I'm super excited for that to come to Switch. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So um, our final segment, we're just um, going to be talking all about uh, 2018. We're going to preview all the big games coming out this year. Um, we'll talk about our excitement level for each game. Um, so kind of, you know, what train we're aboard. Are we aboard the hype train? We're all, all, you know, full steam ahead. We can't wait for this. We're all in. Or are we on the train wreck where we're just like... You know, I don't care about this game. It's not that exciting to me. Um, you know, which which, which way uh, mm-hmm. are we going to lean there? And then do you th- guys think it will um, even come out this year or <laughs> if it's going to get delayed again? You know, we're, we live in a, uh, a day and age we where have... many games get very delayed over and over again. Yeah, so I went back and listened to our podcast from last year, and I think we had 15 games on that list. And we have, I think, five games from the list from last year that still aren't out yet that yeah. we're going to talk about again. So five of the games we were previewing last year saying, oh, look at these great 2017 games. Did not come out. Coming yes. out this year, hopefully. Maybe. So, uh, Probably. So yeah, I mean, we already talked about Spider-Man, um, so we don't need to go about it again. But, you know, uh, Hype Train know definitely that, for me on that one. Yeah. Uh, Rob, you said the same thing. Nathan, are you get planning on picking that one yeah, up? Yeah, I too? think so. I think that game is probably going to come out I think that's a summer game, actually. I think that's going to come yeah, out like yeah. I June think it's or out. July or something like oh, that. Oh, I'd be okay with that. I think that would be... July great... is my birthday. Yeah. I have if it... school off. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I think that Spider-Man. would be great. Um, I think the latest it would come out is probably September. Um, I think that would be a great slot for great. it as well. Yeah. yeah, Awesome. Sounds good to me. That one's definitely coming out this year. Yep. So, sure. uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, coming out this year? Yes or no? No. <laughs> no. Uh, well, we keep see they'll snippets, say it's going to but... come out this year like this fall and then it'll get delayed to like next spring or but we'll get like kingdom like, hearts yeah, 2.75 hd um, dream drop dream drop <laughs> remaster or something i'm saying this one's going to come out in 2019 spring spring 2019 like, will they announce optimistic. for fall 2018 and delay or will they just say spring 2019 Ooh, I'm calling a delay. You're calling a delay. Okay. I'm I saying mean, they're going to hype it up at E3, saying it's coming out this fall, and then they'll, like, in August say, psych, we got to delay it a little bit more. Yeah. I, I feel like this game's going to be a train wreck just because of this terrible decision to announce this game way before it's ready, number <laughs> one. And number two, waiting almost two decades to put this game out. Like, King mm-hmm. March 2 came out what? 2003? 2005, I 2005. believe. 2005. So we've been waiting 13 years yes. for this game to come out. And instead yep. they've made 15 other crappy spinoff games that no one wanted. And I think all the fans who've been waiting for this game are just like, they've lost interest. We've waited 13 years. We've waited four years since you've announced it. And still no release date is in sight. Like, I don't see how this game could possibly sell well or be received entire well. generation of PlayStation came and went in the time we've been waiting for this new kingdom yeah. hearts game to be yeah, like and we're, one and two were released on the playstation 2 yeah we're on the latter half of the ps4 era like it's yeah may not even come on ps4 it's gonna I, be a I, PS5 think game. <laughs> I think it'll sell well because i do think there's a lot of kingdom hearts fans there's a lot there. of hype there's and it's disney hype. as well and so that that'll help them sell it well as well i don't think it can ever meet like some of the crazy fans expectations because it's been in development for so long mm-hmm. but i do think there's there's a very small chance it could come out this year. There's been more and more leaks recently. I know, I think uh, Monster, Monsters, Inc. World, I think, got leaked recently. No, Toy Story. No, Toy Story was announced. There, I heard a leak oh, that Story there was, was going to be oh, Monsters, Monsters, Inc. Um, as so well. So just moving over the assets from Disney Infinity or what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Pretty much, pretty much. Well, hopefully well, not. Th- now that uh, Disney bought Fox, we might see that delay because, you know. Oh, and then they the add X-Men. in, like... Throwing the X Men, X Men, and Avatar. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, uh, aliens. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but um, we'll but... we'll see. We'll see with Kingdom Hearts. Uh, let, let let us know if you guys think that will come out. Um, yeah, for sure. All right. So, what, what's another game you guys uh, looking for? Red Dead Redemption Two. So we talked about this last year. It was originally scheduled for fall of 2017. Got delayed to 
I think they said spring yeah, 2018. It was supposed to be spring so, this year, and it yeah, got pushed. Do you guys think official. this game will come out this year? Uh, yeah, I think late this year. I think it will. I think um, it'll definitely come out this year. I don't know. If, I don't think it'll come out like in spring, but I think it no, has a pretty good chance of coming out. I actually think it has a good chance of coming out in May. I'm gonna say May. Wow. It's May. gonna come out earlier. I think that's a great spot for that game. Um, that game is going to be absolutely I mean, huge. They don't they can need to drop worry that... about anything, else, any other games. Yeah, I mean, they can drop like that, that game whenever they want, and it'll sell. So, yeah. like, if it's ready in May, they'll drop it in May. If it's ready November, like, they'd put out in November. Like, they don't really care. That game will sell Yeah, regardless. no, people will get away from them, not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're talking hype train, this is a hype train. This is my most anticipated game of this year, I believe. Like, Ooh. Really? Yeah, right. I love, like, I didn't know you were a big, that big of a fan the of the original. I had a lot of fun with the original, but I didn't even play it that much. Like I've probably only yeah. put 10 hours into it cause I started playing it. And my PS three died. So I just think the setting looks really cool. I think the story stuff um, will be a lot of fun. And then the online stuff that they've done with grand theft auto five, like I'm not really into that world, but they've done such a good job with all of that stuff that I think online with yeah. in the old West with cowboys and Indians and like <laughs> train robberies and stagecoach holdups sounds mm-hmm. amazing. I mean, I'm the same. I'm not into GTA, but like I've heard nothing but good things of how Rockstar has evolved and added so much content to that online world. And they do a similar approach with Red Dead to just keep evolving that online aspect and multiplayer of the game and adding tons of new stuff for you to do on top of a hopefully already really solid single player campaign. Like sounds great to me. And being able to oh, run yeah. around I mean. multiplayer with Cowboys would be awesome. I didn't really have that game. Uh, at a time the original where i could play the online with friends so like i'm looking forward to hopefully jumping into that aspect of it for sure yeah yeah i think this will be a really good game it's it's definitely on my hype train um and i think it's not my most anticipated one of the year but it's definitely top three well that's okay because i went back and listened to our episode from last year and rob's most anticipated game was mass effect andromeda yeah and we all know how that turned out don't trust my judgment guys although you did put 100 hours into it so props to you rob but i feel like my 100 hours into it were less because <laughs> i feel like my 100 hours into mass effect andromeda were less because it was a good game and more because i was just like i'm freaking putting enough hours into this to feel like i justified myself <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly so there you go that's, that's really funny. that's honest review the farther i get away from that game the farther i go that was dumb wow <laughs> that is impressive um, here's an argument and actually this one's i'm feeling uh, this is m- my most anticipated game for 2018, partially because I think my other one for 2018, I don't think it's going to come out this year. But Detroit Become Human is actually my most hyped game for 2018. That's like the AAA Telltale Wait, game. So right? that's your <laughs> most hyped game. Are you going to get this game at release, Rob? No, I okay. don't think I'll get it at release. I feel like I need to not buy games at release and wait <laughs> until after the reviews have come out because I got burned. Mass, Mass Effect Andromeda, Andromeda. And, and ukulele, ukulele. Yeah. and ukulele. Yeah, you didn't yep. have a good year last year, so no, I had a pretty good year because I also so, got Horizon Zero Dawn, which was solid think, purchase. Yeah, but... that's true. That's true. But after much recommendation, yeah, so yeah. um, but I think Sony I... said this game is supposed to come out spring or first half of 2018. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys believe them? Um, I, I feel like it's I can see be... be a May, a May. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say June, June. Like I don't kind th- of around E3. Yeah, I don't think they. I don't think they want this game at E3 again for a third. No, year. I think this like, is going to be. A, I think it's going to be like a, a first two weeks of June before E3. Right before E3. Yeah, there's always yeah. a game there. I mean, I'm really interested in this game just because it, it's looking like you know it's taking kind of that telltale approach where you know the story is tailored to the way you play and you can make tons of different choices, um, but it looks very very polished and yeah. clean. But at the same time, it's kind of going places that Telltale games haven't done and tackling some, you know, more morality issues rather than just do you kill him or do you not kill him? It's more like there's they showed gameplay with like domestic abuse and like some different kind of social issues that you have to kind of go with. And it's kind of the whole Blade Runner thing as well, where you have these like replicant robot type people and well, does it matter if I kill them as opposed to a human? And what what are the choices I'm making? So I'm interested think, just to kind of explore that social morality yeah, aspect that's of the, it. Yeah, that's the fascinating part of the game. I was reading a preview, I think, a month or two ago, and the previewer was saying that basically playing the game, the game still didn't feel like it was very polished. Like, 
the controls didn't work very well oh, really? sometimes oh, and yeah. like it wasn't really fun to play which isn't really the point of this kind of game but it's more of an experience yeah it's more of an experience so hopefully but hopefully well, they're able to polish it up a little bit more and get the controls yeah. a little bit more tight yeah i mean and it has been delayed my, so i yes, hope for, that's what yeah. they're doing on yeah. it I think this game really why I'm really excited about it is because it does tackle some morality issues that I feel like video games as a whole is it's matured. You know, we're no longer the the 2D Mario platformer that kind of seems like childish and immature to a certain extent. Like we're actually tackling, you know, like what Hollywood's been tackling for years, these actual human moral issues. And here's a game that's kind of at the forefront of like the next level yeah i just hope it can tackle it in a mature and responsible way and not make it too like video i mean there's there's a reason why most games don't put kids in games like ever like this game has domestic abuse evolving like a child and like an abusive father yeah and like games don't put kids in at all just because like they don't want altair to accidentally kill a kid or like anything like that and so the fact that they're just going straight into this and hopefully being able to find some good way where they can spin you know yeah uh i don't know what the word is raising awareness or making Mm -hmm. making you uh uh realize some things through playing the game would was a good thing not a bad thing but well i could already see the the headlines popping up on (laughs) on websites of the bad things this game lets you do so i don't know another game that uh has kids in it is god of war which is kind of weird to say it is weird but really weird the entire game has kratos's son i guess traveling with him throughout the game kratos has to be a responsible not angry dad exactly (laughs) so you guys think this game is gonna come out june 18th father's day yes (laughs) father's day If it I'm going to cry while I'm playing it. Me and Robert are going to have this emotional connection now that we're dads yeah. and we're going to be crying over Kratos, the ultimate dad bod. <laughs> uh, are you guys excited for this game? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for this one. I didn't really play the, the original three that much. I played a little bit. But I feel like this is such a different feel and direction. that, And I actually like Norse mythology a little bit more than, you know, Greek mythology. And so I'm kind of really excited to dive into some of these things and see, you know, the snake, the destroyer world, and, you know, the kind of that stuff. And I think I mean, it'll be really yeah, good. I, I like Greek mythology. I thought it worked for, you know, those first three games. Mm-hmm. It, it They really expanded, you know, that universe to really include all those different, you know, characters in neat and interesting ways. But at the same time, if this game was Greek as well, I would not be. I would not be interested. No, yeah, I think no. it. I mean, so Kratos smart. already killed every single Greek. God, yeah, basically. I mean, I mean, this is essentially a reboot. So, I mean, they could have redone a lot of those same characters and done different spins. But the fact that this is totally different, you know, it's practically a whole new mm-hmm. Kratos, whole new universe, whole new even perspective. Like the whole game's over the shoulder. Like, yeah, they said there's not really any, um, like. Uh, different levels or loading like just one the entire game, game is one shot like there's apparently no cutscenes. you have that same angle for the entire experience yeah. which i think is really which cool. is pretty cool just yeah. they also were saying that 25 percent of the game is on water in a boat oh interesting i didn't hear that yeah like, the director was talking about it and he was saying that 25 percent. <laughs> it doesn't sound yeah, hopefully fun they do of, of a good job of that. I was like oh like i don't know how i feel about that but i think it'll be there will be some unique aspects that they add with that like oh, yeah, you know, sure the witcher 3 was pretty fun on the water, water so yeah like <laughs> but no um, I, I i'm definitely excited for this game the combat looks uh, pretty cool and just visually this game looks incredible like i just want to yeah. see this game running on my ps4 pro and just see how how good this game looks and um i mean i feel like this is one of those games if you're a playstation owner you just kind of have to get kind of like uncharted and horizon this is going to be kind of that that next yeah. big Sony exclusive game that will define the system in years to come. So, yeah. Yep. So do you guys think, I think the rumors were March. Do you think that's accurate? I don't know. I, so. I, I feel like so. it can't be that soon just because Sony 
always announces release dates at least a, you know three months in advance. Uh-huh. The fact that this has come out in two months, I think it's kind of hard to believe. But I don't know. There's been a lot of leaks saying that. So I guess it could happen. So. I, I'm going to say March just because I think Sony's trying a new approach with actually announcing release dates. <laughs> yeah. Um, they do because they have been announced. They are sure. They don't want yeah, to delay they, it. Yeah, exactly. So I think we'll see an announcement maybe sometime in February and just be like, hey, the game's out in a month. Here you go. We're going to do a crazy big promotion and they've been promoting this game like in ads for the past two years so yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure well and every everything i've seen has been kind of hyping it up and getting it ready and starting to kind of get to the what feels like the it's coming here it is type mm. moment yeah so game I, informer I think just had the cover story on it so yeah speaking yeah, of game informer covers uh Mega Man 11 uh, was the game informer cover for december <laughs> and uh that is coming out this year and I mean, it's a Mega Man game that I'm actually interested in. It looks really cool. Like, hopefully, you know, gameplay-wise, it, it feels good. The animations are smooth. The gameplay is mm-hmm. tight. And while I hope this is what basically New Super Mario Bros. did for Mario, where it took that old-school 2D gameplay that we all grew up, you know, loving, made it a little bit more accessible, made it feel a little bit better. It still felt like you remembered, but secretly it did feel better was a little bit easier and then you know spruced up the art style and made it you know visually different and standing out a little bit more with 3d models so i really hope this is what Mega Man 11 becomes because i really really want to like this game and you know like one of my favorite games of this generation has been shovel knight and that's you know a very Mega Man inspired um old school 8-bit game and Mega Man 11 obviously is coming from you know the wants to be like those old Mega Man games and I hope that it can do Mega Man as well as classic Mega Man did without all the pitfalls of yeah, old school I think way too hard Mega Man. So. I think it's it's they have a difficult rope to walk. I actually I'm not a huge Mega Man fan originally, so I'm not super excited about this game, but I'm really curious to see like not only the development of it and how they promote it, um, but also like how it comes out, how are they is it gonna be a sixty dollar game? Is it gonna be a forty dollar game? Yeah. Um what are they going to do with that? And then mm. is the game going to actually be good? Are people going to really enjoy it? Or is it going to be something where they're like, we can't actually go back to this old school Mega Man formula and still make a good fun game in 2018 that I mean, people will enjoy. People have been clamoring for this. So this is yeah. this is the test. Like, yes. People have been wanting it. Does it sell well? And is it, yeah. is it does it warrant good purchases? Yeah. Is it is it a game that's not going to sell well, but it was really good and just, you know, the fans asked for it but didn't buy it? Like... I guess, you know, you're right. The price point is, is a big deal. I feel like it should be 25-ish dollars. I mean, that's you get all four Shovel Knight games for 25 bucks, and those games are all solid. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's Capcom. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see it being less than 40 knowing that Capcom is publishing it. So. Yeah, well, and they haven't been releasing a ton of new games lately anyways. Mm, like, yeah. So maybe they want to make it. I don't know. I don't think that game's coming out this year though. I think that will, it's, they said originally late 2018. And if it comes out in the fall, I think it will get destroyed. Yeah. So I think it, that it'll end it up getting pushed to next pushed. year. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Cool. Uh, we still have a couple minutes. Do you guys have any other ones you want to shout out? Uh, we should probably mention, this is kind of a big one that's coming out here pretty soon. Far Cry five. Yeah. Um, that's in March. That's a pretty well. big, that's a pretty big uh, game series. That's had some, where you destroyed Nathan's home state. Yeah. My <laughs> home state is finally in a video game. I don't understand why. <laughs> I uh, I just want to get this game so I can play it with my dad, who's like, he wasn't actually born in Montana, but he's lived there for long enough now where he's transformed into like a Montana native Montanan <laughs> who like loves hunting. And it, like, uh, it'll just be very entertaining to to watch like when this okay. game got announced Especially. i sent it to my dad and he was all upset about it so, yeah very very because it was such games. a it had that controversial like we're seeing like what appears to be a cult and mm-hmm. they're doing all the stuff and basically this like the stereotypical cult thing going on here and you know i think that riled a lot of people up and i think that was their intention now they're like now you get to kill them all yeah well yeah, i mean yeah, they're exactly. doing they're doing the villain quoting scriptures very evilly you know using them in the wrong context and blowing up you know wildlife and montana is seen as this sacred this 
you know, place where there's national parks and nature and there's, it's very untouched from a lot of civilization and running around with helicopters, blowing things up is not what you normally think of. (laughs) I think when you think of Montana, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm not going to get this game, um, right at launch. I'll probably, these games usually go on sale relatively quickly. Like I got Far Cry 4, I think three or four months after launch for like 20, $25. Um, so I definitely want to play it because it is set in Montana, which I literally can't think of another game that's ever been set there, and that's where I'm from. Um, and Far Cry games are always a lot of fun. You get to run around, hunt animals, um, you know, kill. The The open world is always really, really interesting, and there's lots of mm-hmm. cool ways to explore it with different vehicles and hang gliders and all, all the different things they do. Yeah, I so. feel like this one's a little intriguing to me as well, just not because, it, you know, because the Far Cry series has always been really good at, like, taking you to this, like, tropical or weird, obsolete, you know, like, the Far Cry 4 was up in, like, you know, Nepal, and, like, they're all taking you to these locations that are in third world countries or in other countries where, you know, you're running around and helping rebellions and villagers and stuff like that, and here we are in Montana. And it's like a huge jump in my mind. And so it's kind of like, whoa, what what is this going to entail? What are the exotic animals they're going to put in yeah. Montana? There's no tigers. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there's grizzly bears. There's grizzly and bears. There's uh, probably moose or something, right? Yeah. Some moose. And stuff you can like ride that. a moose in this game. That would be amazing. <laughs> Honey badgers. Like Breath of the Wild did that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Honey badgers. So this game is also fully playable, like co-op. Like you can play through the whole yeah. game co-op, which I think is cool. So I would, that's sweet. I, I, I think this would be a good game to play co-op. It's, yeah. I mean, it's not well, quite just cause destructiveness. Well, speaking but of it's co-op, up there. The last game I wanted to mention here was Sea of Thieves, and you know, if, I feel like if all of us had Xbox Ones, we'd probably all be getting Sea of Thieves mm-hmm. to play the co-op because this looks, from what seems to be a, an incredible co-op experience, where you running around pirate. I really like the kind of rare art style where it's kind of cartoony with that realistic vibes very colorful though and i just really hope that this game does well because you know being a long time nintendo fan you know i love all the old school rare games and it was really sad to me when microsoft bought them and then pretty much all they used them for was grab for the ghoulies and a cameo and banjo kazooie game that no one really liked and then they made connect games like they haven't really put out a lot when they that team used to have you know a lot of good talent and a lot of respect you know all their n64 games were so well received yeah and so i really hope this game does well um for them just because i know they've been working on it for so long and put a lot of time and heart into this game mm-hmm. so um, just based off of the initial kind of like reception and reviews and like the different like obviously there was the really cheesy e3 trailer with the uh, all the youtuber yeah. <laughs> personalities trying to play it and just being like super ridiculous but i mean even beyond that we've seen some other footage and gameplay trailers and stuff like that and this looks like a fun really simple concept pirate game where you can load yourself into a cannon after drinking lots of grog and launch yourself <laughs> at other ships yeah, yeah i mean I... what more do you need in a pirate game? <laughs> i think it looks like a ton of fun I would love to play this with friends if I had an Xbox. Um, I do wonder, like, how they're going to be able to keep up with the content. Um, like, because if they want people to play this game like an MMO where they're going to keep playing it mm, for months yeah. and months on a time, I think I you have to be able to, to mix do. up that concept in interesting ways and go to different locales, and I don't know how well they'll be able to do that. Yeah, Well, it almost kind of looks like a Breath of the Wild type experience where you have this giant map and tons of things to explore in the water underwater on land and, and no missions no yeah. quests and no just goals basically just, just go and explore what you and find cool upon. things so if it ends up being like that that sounds amazing well and playing with friends. if anything gets compared to breath of the yeah. wild after yeah. it comes out you know you're, you're yeah. probably gonna be yeah. well well uh well off. doing well off. <laughs> yeah that's um, cool i'm glad especially for xbox players because like we i think we talked about this before we started but there was two or three Xbox exclusives last year, and it was like yeah. Halo Wars 2 and Forza and Cuphead. And so yeah. this is a new IP, which Microsoft hasn't had a lot of recently, and hopefully it does well. Yeah. So, so that is our preview. Kind of looking forward to all of uh, the big games of 2018. Let us know if there's any games we missed um, that you are looking forward to um, that we didn't get a chance to talk about, and we would love to chat about. Uh, that yeah. with you on the Twitter, as always, yeah, at Halison underscore games. I'm excited obviously for Animal Crossing to be announced and come out this year. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Or my dream hype would be Elder Scrolls 6, but it's too early still. Yeah. 
there's obviously a lot more games that we didn't talk about, but just kind of the last question, just a thought, you know, on 2018. Do you guys think, you know, 2017 was a really good year as far as games? Do you think 2018 will live up to that? No. No, there's, <laughs> there's no way. There's no way, like, just based on, for myself, being such a big Nintendo fan, there's no way they yeah. can have as an amazing of a year as they did in 2017. And I think just in general, like, we see these kinds of years every five to ten years where there is, like, yeah, a crazy sure. year where many different companies defeat release highly developed really well received um critically acclaimed games and i don't think we'll see another year like that for at least five years i mean the way i look at it is mario odyssey breath of the wild and horizon zero dawn probably the three best like high quality games that came out last year we'll be lucky if we get one game that is better than one of those three like this year like yeah but we're not going to get you know three games that are better than those three games this year. Like no, that's just not going to happen. Absolutely not. But, absolutely not. But yeah, I mean, I there's agree. there's still a lot of games. You know, we talked about some good ones, and you know, I'm sure there'll be some surprise announcements, especially from Nintendo uh, for some fall games coming out as well. So we'll see. Yeah. All right, so we got a couple minutes left here to talk a little bit about what we've been playing. Um, one of my resolutions was to play through uh, more Super Nintendo games and kind of slowly play through the SNES classics. Um, a library of 20 games. I didn't actually play one of the 20 this weekend, but I did play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. One Turtles of the in Time is the best one. Yeah, one of the greatest it's games, a good one. Uh, arcade beat-em-ups ever. Um, it was so good because it took what was fun in the original you know, Turtles games and in so many other arcade brawlers, but Turtles in Time like feels so much faster and smoother. It's not choppy like the original NES ones. The sprite sizes are the perfect size because, like, I have some other, like, arcade beat up on the SNES. Like, I have a Spider-Man and, like, a Batman. There's the X-Men one I have. Like, all superhero ones. And the sprites on those games tend to be, like, really, really big. And there's only, like, one or two enemies on the screen. And so it's kind of slower in that way. But, like, TMNT, the sprites aren't too big or too small. They're that perfect size where there's lots of action going on and it's still... Uh, it's really smooth. The animation looks great. The music is like phenomenal in that game. Like I have all the theme songs in my head, like for days after I play it. And um, I mean, it's if you're playing with a friend, that's one of the best two players. You know, Super Nintendo. It is a great co-op one. Play, so also, I just like to point out that after making fun of Rob for calling it the SNES, you just <laughs> called it the SNES. The SNES. It's the S N E S. Okay, guys. Super Nintendo. The SNES. Super Nintendo. But, uh, but yeah, so that, that's the one I played this weekend. Um, I will get back to the the uh, main 20 games uh, hopefully this week and update mm-hmm. you guys um, there. But yeah, other than that, I just played a little bit. I played a lot of, or a lot of Splatoon this weekend thanks to the Splatfest. I lost my six in a row straight Splatfest, of course. <laughs> uh, we lost nice. by like 1%. Uh, team, team Action lost uh... a team comedy. But um, I did play a little bit of Mario and Rabbids, and that game still is a lot of fun. But now that DK is announced to be coming to that game, I think I may just kind of put that game down until that comes out so I can just play through the rest of the game as DK, like, in my party. Because I think that's how the DLC will work. He'll kind of add him in as a character, plus some new missions as well. So um, I'm excited to... Are you going to restart the whole game to get DK? Well, I don't know. They haven't really talked a lot of details. But they they said he will be a party member and there will be new content. So I'm hoping that, like, as soon as it comes out, I can just throw him into my party and finish the main game with him. Uh, But... Yeah, so I'll probably wait to go back to that game more because yeah. I want DK. Cool. <laughs> nice. I have been playing um I picked up Steep uh this last week. Um it was on sale and clearance at Target for like eight bucks. So I picked that up. That's been a lot of fun. Um I think I've put three, four hours into it. Um, but I was interested in it when it came out like a year, year and a half ago, but I didn't want to pay full price for it. And basically what it is is... Ubisoft snowboarding. Yeah, Ubisoft snowboarding, skiing, kind of outdoor enthusiast Paragliding. Yeah, paragliding. You can go... um, Squirrel suit. Base jumping, I think. Yeah, the squirrel suit. Um, But it basically is... It's open world, so it puts you kind of on these different mountains in the Alps, and you go around and choose different activities that you want to do. Like, you can do kind of time races, checkpoints. There's parts where you just kind of need to follow someone to get to a certain spot on the map. Um... And as you go through and do those events, you progress and progress your character and unlock more events um, kind of open around the Alps mountain ranges. So it's really kind of relaxing. Um, the snowboarding or skiing portion of it is it feels pretty tight. The controls feel good. Um, there's no like 
it's not like an arcade game so there's no like uh jeff you were saying when you're playing it like tricky meter or anything like that where you power that up but um the more tricks you do and um neat things you do as you ski that basically just gives you more experience points so it helps you level up faster which is a good way to deal with it um and it's a lot of fun to just play through and i put on like some music and just pretended like i was snowboarding or skiing and yeah it was pretty cool so for that price it was a lot of fun so it's no 1080 or ssx but it's still a solid game game. yeah there's there's no other like snowboarding or even like snow sports games out on the current generation of consoles that i can think of so it's a good one to check out if you have nothing else mario and sonic wet winter olympic games a few years ago on the wii u (laughs) that counts that's true that's true. true i think that there's no Mario and Sonic game for the Olympics this year, which points to the state Nintendo is in. Yeah, yeah like we're too good for you. We're not. We're not <laughs> in the Wii U anymore. We're not going to waste our time on this stuff. Yeah, that's that's good. Oh man. So, um, Rob, what about you? So for the most part, I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, the Frozen Wilds. Uh, I think I put, I don't know, eight hours into it or so. And I think I'm pretty close to finishing it. I don't think I have much time left on it. Uh, awesome. I, I, I might put it? more time into that because I did spend some time trying to... You get some new weapons, which are super sweet. Um, and I'm almost like... There was, a, there was a battle or a fight that I was using the bow and arrow, and I actually switched over to one of the new weapons and just mained with that one. <laughs> and it was really fun. And it was actually more effective. But there was like... You can build up the... You can make upgrade them as well as um build up your your carry capacity for ammo and i burned through ammo and both of those weapons so fast i was like i need to get this up so i spent like 30 or 45 minutes today just trying to hunt stupid little animals to get upgrade (laughs) (laughs) it was a lot it was a long process especially since you have to kill a badger and i had to get the skin of a badger and every drop I got from a badger, I killed like 15 or 20 badgers, and I only was getting bones. Oh, so it was like a random drop based yeah, on... Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I was getting really frustrated, because you have to scour the world to find the animal, and that it was really sound frustrating. Fun. What, what's the fun part of the DLC that you've been liking? Just the new weapons? So the fun part of the DLC is they introduce a couple of new uh, robots, which are super sweet. Um, they're a lot of fun to fight. Uh, and new challenges that way. The weapons, obviously, the new weapons are super cool. There's a shock one and a fire one, and they're a lot of fun. Uh, they just changed the whole thing. Like the shock one is, I actually just upgraded the damage, and before I upgraded the damage and everything, it was really pretty powerful. Like so you can knock out, <laughs> you can knock out machines with one hit. Like a oh, lot wow. of the me- like small to medium size, like you can take them out with one hit if you get it right i'm like nice. dude this is sweet and then i you know i just upgrade it so i'm like okay <laughs> Ready this could go. be even worse so and um what's kind of cool about it is it's a whole new story you're dealing with some different characters different you know people you didn't know you're getting some background some of the stuff that you already knew about or like characters you've already met but you're starting to get some new background on them uh and Obviously, probably one of my favorite parts of the whole thing is it's set in, like, I think modern-day Montana. And it's basically all snow. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I heard the it's scenery. gorgeous with the snow. So that I would definitely yeah. want to play it because the scene is yeah. beautiful. That yeah. game was already gorgeous. So, so yeah. basically what that whole thing told me, Rob, was that the Horizon DLC is so good that it made you stop playing Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Origins when you're the biggest Assassin's Creed fan I know. So far, Yes. Wow. That's awesome. High I praise. I totally admit that I am... Assassin's Creed Origins is going to happen. That's actually... As soon as I finish Horizon Zero Dawn, I have some other games I want to play, but I'm going to go back to ACO. And But I bought this DLC because I was like, I really want to do this while I'm still while Horizon Zero Dawn is still fresh on the memory. Let's jump right back into it. And so far, I have not regretted well, my hey, choice. If you're enjoying it, then you know, keep going for it. But um, And then I did play one other game. Um, PS uh, Plus had a game that they did a couple months ago called Bound. That was like, like a, a platform, like a dancing platform. Right? It's like a dancing platforming thing. And so I got it not because it was like, oh, this looks super good, because it looks really bad <laughs> or cheesy or not like super motivated to play it. It, looks, it basically looks. It's one of those other indie games that's taking journey inspiration, right? Like it's music yeah, it's and art style with the colors and. But minimalist. I got it 
I got it because both my wife and my sister-in-law did ballet. My sister-in-law still does ballet. Yeah, there you go. It's like, oh, let's just see if this actually has any sort of ties to real-life ballet. My wife and I, I was playing it the other day, my wife was watching over my shoulder, and basically her comment was, seriously? (laughs) Was she, like, offended by this game? Not offended, but she thought it was hilarious. Oh, the fact that you were sitting there playing a game that looked like ballet? (laughs) Well, no, because, like, the moves they do is, like, over exaggerated and you're like she's like that's not a ballet move that's not a normal <laughs> ballet move like are you what so it definitely reminds it's you that like, it's still a video game yes yes <laughs> it's like seeing mario like watching mario games to you know if you're a track runner who does hurdles yeah and saying this is a very accurate representation of it yeah, that's, that's like awesome. that's how it felt and it was definitely the the journey inspired there's a plot, there's a monster that's uh, attacking the kingdom, and your mother sends you out to go and do this whole thing and find this hero and all this other stuff. And I'm still utterly confused and have no idea what was going on. Did you make it further than 20 minutes, like with your uh, Steam thing? I want to say it was... I want to say I played for about 15, 20 minutes, somewhere in there. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't actually track how long I was playing. I played through... Yeah. Kind of the first part of the oh i played all the way through like kind of the intro and what's super weird is the game doesn't start with you as a ballet person it starts with you as a pregnant lady <laughs> who gets dropped off by like what? minivan uber and you walk out onto the beach at like the slowest walk i've ever seen in video game <laughs> history rob you're selling me on this game stop <laughs> and about halfway out uh, you start you get out onto the beach and there's like okay there's no direction so you like walk out into the water and you only can walk like three feet into the water and then you get stopped and it's like you look down the beach and it's like four or five miles of beach like real video game miles not like you know horizon zero dawn miles where you can run from utah to montana in a matter of about an hour spoilers (laughs) i haven't beaten horizon yet i thought it was set on mars So they're saying this game's a pass, then. I would say this game's a big pass. All right. <laughs> okay. Sounds it was good. a really funny. It was just a really funny experience playing it with my wife and just watching the ballet. Well, it's if like, you're looking for an authentic ballet experience, Bound is not it. But nope. thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. This has been episode 78. We will be back next week, episode 79, getting ready for the big 80th episode. So have a great week, everyone. We leave you with Grant Kirkhope's uh, Rabid Kong fight theme. Have a good week, everyone. See ya.